What's up, man? What's good? <laughs> man, um, <laughs> not a lot. <laughs> Dang, that's unfortunate. <laughs> that is unfortunate. I mean, things are great. It's just, I got good problems. I'll, I'll say that. And so I'm stressed out about it. But, um, yeah. How you been? Oh, before we get into anything, uh, shout out to everybody who listened to all of last week's episode. And uh, we'll apologize for all the echo and shit, but we hammering out our technical side. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, appreciate y'all. That was a frustrating scenario. And uh, I didn't waste time to complain about another thing that was going on. So not only last week was I hearing my own voice every time I spoke, uh, my allergies started going nuts. Like as soon as I hit record, so it was just... A struggle uh yeah Quan held it down keeping the energy high and the content interesting but it feels good to not feel sick this week so uh i'm ready to rock it's already one of my favorite episodes because <laughs> I, I feel all right and there's a lot of good stuff to talk about and uh yeah appreciate y'all but uh in other news my weekly update i just uh came back home from a wedding i was part of the the groomsmen for the first time ever and that was a really fun experience it was Mm. super lit i'm still recovering like i (laughs) i can't feel my legs (laughs) Uh, if if i ever had a small social battery you wouldn't know it because yeah Yeah. i was was meeting all kind of family and out and active yeah it was it was a good time uh felt good to be in my hometown like just riding around in the tux and the limo and all that I didn't. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad they chose uh, South Bend for their for, for location, but uh, yeah, it was it was a good time. Um, I'm tired but happy to be on the mic. Took in a lot of content in between all the festivities, and yeah, I'm ready to rock. Yeah, man. Uh, same, same. Uh, I don't know if y'all been following me on social media, but I've been calling this Guaptober. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have too many free days on my calendar because work has just been like crazy. Like they've been triple booking me. And I'm like, hey, I don't I can't be in three places at once. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm going through right now. Surprisingly, I still felt like I found ways to really consume content where I can like critique it and shit. Yeah. I don't know how I found the time to do so and like actively attentively watch it. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much all i'm doing i'm like sleeping and working at this point i'm honestly impressed you're able to do anything outside of work (laughs) yeah that's god of war there's no way he listened to new music ain't no way (laughs) when you said oh we'll get about it i'm like how did this bitch ass nigga beat the game i just started playing it um crushed it i crushed it i I don't know how but i crushed it I was like, I was thinking, I was like, later, like weeks later or days later, I was like, oh, you know what? He's had the game for a while. I just haven't played it. I only play games for like an hour at a time. So, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, <laughs> um, Yeah, but without further ado, uh, let's get into the music. I feel like we got a lot to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'll start. So, I, I, I was kind of like, oh, man. Coming off the Echo episode, I really wanted to give people something, but I just was really listening to, like, a lot of old shit. Um, I think it's that time of year to, like, just rehash albums. So, I did a lot of Kenny Mason, um, all the favorites from Justice Dirk, Key Glock, 
and uh, Ontario. And like in the last week, I feel like I found all these gems. But um, I did want to say Ontario is better than I thought. Second listen, Montero, you add an eye. Oh, Montero, where, where there's no eye. <laughs> My fault. Um, yeah, Montero, a uh, little Nas project. Um, where do I want to start? Let's see. I guess I'll, I'll I'll come up with the coolest thing that I found, which was this chick named Kia. I actually seen her at work. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing this thing. It was like a live stream for Essence. They had like this black girl summit and mm-hmm. she just had like a set and um, it was flying. Like imagine like flying Lotus meets uh, the Solange album. What was the one after Cranes in the Sky? After? Yeah. A lot of people didn't like it. Mm, I can't recall, but that is a good yeah. description either way. Yeah, but. I was like, huh, this is this is really good. This is interesting. And the live performance and the actual project kind of vary. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a good way. I'm looking up her albums just to... No, Cranes in the Sky was on the a Seat at the Table album, which was the Seat at the Table. That's what it's called. Yeah. Recent. So, yeah. Um, she had something after that. Maybe it wasn't a full album, but it was, it was something like a year or two later. Uh, when I get home. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yep. yeah, okay. mix, mix Flying Lotus and When I Get Home, and that's kind of what this was. Um, at least the live performance and the album is just as smooth. Um. But this this woman's name is Kia, and uh, the project is called. Um, let me put my notes back up. Oh, forever your girl, and so uh, I wanted to play this song. It's called "Every Nigga Is a Star." She got a lot of other things on there, but I feel like this was the most easily um, consumable on the podcast. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's about a twenty thirty minute project. So um, let me know if you want to hear something else after this. Cool. So I prefer to cook with high heat Ask me for a heater with no herb, I tell you fight me Cross me, make you finny and some furb to step lightly Long as you respect me, I could careless if you like me Every is a My mission's bigger than your tripe beef My kitty could never quibble for no white meat But I look at him, make it shiver just to bite me If it takes love to make love, you maybe shape up And take some of what I got for you to make money, somebody pray for me. The great comments are bound for me. If it takes time to make time before we waste time, let's break down this time from today. If it takes love to make love, maybe shape up and take some of what I got for you. If it takes love to make love, yeah, so, um, that's a good taste. It's hard for me because I'm still unfamiliar with this project because I've only listened to like once or twice. Yeah, but it's a lot of uh you know sounds breaking and things and songs leading into songs and so we could have ended up three songs deep before we knew it 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's the vibe. I guess I could have said no name, but I feel like she just has the voice, but not necessarily so much the sound as you listen to the whole project. Mm-hmm. No, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And she was just on stage by herself. She had a little like drum pad thing and like it was all these like sound bites and stuff. It was like dope as hell. Nobody at the thing was really feeling it. And I was like, that sucks because like this shit is cool. I mean, mm-hmm. she had her fans, but people backstage. Um, yeah. I wasn't really feeling that. So I was like, y'all don't know shit. <laughs> um also i don't know if you've seen cook and soul came out with something yeah i actually uh took a little time to listen to that uh today what did you think about it i i think i for the most part enjoyed most of the beats um i had a, like two or three standout songs for me like the mac miller one was actually really good uh, the one with the artist I'm not familiar with is like Jay something. I like that song a lot, but all the beats made me think of, oh, who else might be able to rap on this kind of thing? Um, I definitely wasn't wowed by the project, but it was, it was an easy listen. Um, yeah. Yeah. What, what did you, what did you think about it? I think, and as I'm taking a step back, cause I wrote the notes cause I was like, ah. <laughs> um, I wasn't wowed by it, but I think also it was like, Oh, I know what I'm gonna get, and I was like, "This ain't what I ordered." And mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay," and I gotta remember, like, as a producer, like, you don't want to do the same hundred beats or the same beat a hundred times. So, um, there were some songs that felt like uh, the cart came before the horse, or whatever the, the phrase is. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. like, yeah, this rap is good and this beat is good, but did they just send in a verse without hearing it or did they just like, you know what I'm saying? It was like one of those, like something's not blending super well on some of these tracks, but there's still like individual good things going on. But yeah. So I, I kind of get where you were like, mm, about, about a lot of it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, anything you feel like we should get to? Um, I got one more track that I could get to if you need some time to think. Uh, yeah, go for it. Um, so this stuff, this song is actually, um, really random. I, I heard it in a grocery store. Uh, it's Dua Lipa and, uh, what is that guy's name? Elton John. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and it's a remix. It's called, uh, PNAU Remix. Cold Heart. Oh, Cold Heart PNAU Remix. Mm. Um, yeah, this shit's hard. Uh, you, you'll get what I'm saying in a minute, but I'll play it. Um, but yeah. It's like a housey remix. Okay. I think this is Rocket Man that he's using.
so yeah, I don't know, because um, I don't really listen to the radio, so I don't know if this is like a huge pop hit, because it could be, but I don't feel like it is. To my knowledge, I don't think it is, but that's not that's not bad at all. No, and I'm like, I know Dua Lipa is on the radio a lot. Um, I think it's Rocket Man. Is that Rocket Man that he's kind of like playing off of? I know I've heard it before, and I love that song too. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to be wrong. I know. I know the song, but I just cannot remember the title. Yeah. yeah. I was just getting groceries, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" Um, but yeah, I think those were the main highlights. I got like one other song, but I'll toss it to you. That was not bad. Um, yeah, I think I was kind of all over the place the past two weeks as well, kind of listening to old stuff. Like even on the drive back home, uh, I just spent like 45 almost an hour just like making an on the fly kanye shuffle playlist kind of thing while we were driving i was like you know i've never just shuffled kanye straight so i started just going like by artist uh mm-hmm. i think i actually started with kenny mason just like seeing if i could make a, a set list of kenny and then a set list of drake and a set list of i was like and i tried not <laughs> to play back to back from a single project while i was doing mm-hmm. it and yeah, okay, it was pretty fun cool. um huh yeah. yeah, and some songs blended together way better than yeah. you would think. And I feel like especially for Drake and Kanye. Mm-hmm. And uh, even in the limo on the way to the wedding, like I played Otis, the first song, and uh, the groom just like, <laughs> he just had a big sigh of relief as soon as I started playing that. I was like, all right, I'm <laughs> doing a good job here. Like he's kicking back with his beer. We on the way. Yes, I'm doing something right. Uh, but as far as some of my solo listening, uh Two artists I really enjoy dropped projects recently, uh, Nao being one, and then Casey Musgraves. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was surprised that Nao kind of let me down, and Casey really, really impressed me. Mm. Um, I don't know when Nao was in the stew, but I mean, she's a new mother, so I'm, you know, I wasn't putting a whole lot of stake into this one. Life yeah. has changed a lot for her, like. It was positive. It sounded good, but it definitely didn't. Uh, like I don't even think there was one song that had a lasting impression on me. Like I was mm-hmm. glad. That, I was glad the project existed, but I wasn't like itching to run it back. So I was like, mm-hmm. "Dang, that kind of sucks." But um, yeah, she had good features, and I'm gonna definitely give it more spins later. But the initial listens, I just was like, "Oh, like it's over." Because I was, I think I was doing laundry or something. I was like, "Oh, I didn't realize this is done," and I didn't like turn up the volume on anything or whatever uh but then i don't know if it was the day before or day after but came across uh star crossed by casey musgraves her new album and there's a meme going around with adele telling everybody what her next album is about and she's like divorce it's about divorce like everyone's been posting that but uh casey musgraves album is also about divorce (laughs) and it's uh it's it's fire um there was a song on there that i was like dang there should be like a weekend remix of this one. And I mean, subject matter was very simple of like heartbreak and hookup culture is trash. Uh, I think one song that I imagine is being played on the radio. I don't listen to the country stations like that, but I would think Good Wife is probably getting radio spins now. And I think that's the song that I was like, dang, the weekend could low key get a verse on here. Uh, I don't think that's ever gonna happen but it would fit um but no it was it was a fire album i was very impressed um 
I imagine you haven't heard it, so I guess we could spin Good Wife for a little a little bit of that intro of that song. Okay, cool. Yeah, something about the production on this and that key no, this is, and all that. Yeah. I was like, hold on, this kind of slaps. This actually <laughs> sparked a random question in my head. I, mm. This should get played. I see why it wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> but then based off the rest of the album, I was like, this is the one they would probably play. Even though there's... Yeah, like just that. I don't yeah. know. Whoever came up with that, I was like, okay, that's kind of... Oh yeah, no, I'm hearing it now. I'm hearing the remix. <laughs> you hear the weekend on there? Yeah, no. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> this is hard. <laughs> yeah, somebody needs to call him. <laughs> Even if he just drop it on YouTube or some. Mm-hmm. Um, but this makes me wonder: for how long and for what purpose will genres continue to divide? You feel like they're dividing? No, oh, you, oh like, I, get what you're, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Because if I heard this, I'm sure the rest of the album has a sound or whatever, but this doesn't sound like country. No. Um, it blends so, other elements pretty nicely, but subtly to where I feel like somewhere, you know, catching this on the radio or wherever would be bobbing her head and not even realize why. Like, this is the <laughs> perfect know? U93 song. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, that's what like. To what extent is it being annoying? Because um, I know people hate the word vibe, but like I feel like there should just be vibe, like stanchions <laughs> on categories. Like this is a country yeah. vibe. <laughs> it, it is. It is. This um, has got some twang, but it's not like cheesy. Her lyrics ain't cheesy. Like it's just like yeah. Hmm. The drum is hitting a certain way. Is what that one of the is that one of the more um, diverse sounding songs on there, or is there more of that? Yeah, I, w- I would say that was a uh, more diverse one. I think the other mm-hmm. ones are like she's in her sad bag with good lyrics, um, but I think the production value was high throughout. Like it's nothing that's going to put you to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was. She just constructed lyrically well ideas. Um, Cause even the hookup culture song is called like hookup something, but uh, she's like you know, meeting all these people on these Tinder dates and whatnot is is cool, but then like you um, you gonna leave feeling worse than you did, and then 
you know, I ended up realizing that I didn't have it that bad in the first place. Like, she, I don't know, she just found catchy ways to talk about the not-so-good place she's in right now. And, uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think the sounds are balanced, so you don't feel like it's, like, she goes from the good wife sound to, like, something just way left. Like, it feels like it flows together really well. Um, yeah. Like, I don't think this will turn off anybody that's, like, not super into this genre. Like, I feel like you can actually enjoy this and not feel like, ah, okay, it's not for me listening to the majority of it. I feel like the majority of it will make you go, oh, I enjoy this. I don't even know what you call it. Like you're saying, like, <laughs> country vibe kind of thing. <laughs> uh, whatever it is she does, is I feel like people could get into it a lot more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, <clears throat> anything else you want to get to folks? Yeah, uh, I couldn't pick a song, but I listened to um, the two recent Thames projects. And anybody that's maybe unfamiliar, Thames is uh, the girl that did the hook on Essence, the song that's everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. If you 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 put are, us on Thames a while not, back, right? If you're not under a rock, um, maybe, maybe. I can't remember. But yeah, she's the one that sings the the hook on Essence. And I was like, you know what? I feel like I only hear of her when she's popping up on something, but let me just like properly. So I listened to uh, For Broken Ears by Thames. And then If Orange Was a Place, uh, those are two different projects. And If Orange Was a Place was the, uh, I think she dropped that this year. And they're both fire. I was like, yeah, her voice is super unique. And I was trying to find the words to say it, but I think there's like, I think what is beautiful about her voice is the ambiguity because mm-hmm. it's like, this could be a dude. This could be a lady. It sounds great either way. And it's, I don't know. She just like has a vocal beauty, but I think the beauty in it is the ambiguity of the sound. Um, hmm. But yeah, I don't know. She had like a lot of chill grooves, some upbeat stuff. And then even hit like the usual rapper interludes of cool stuff. Cause there was an interlude on one of them where, her mom was talking to somebody like, uh, I know I'm not supposed to, I think she was saying something along the lines of like, uh, Oh, she just didn't know the gender of the baby, but it's like, Hey, I'm having a daughter. Her name's going to be <laughs> whatever. T- uh, Thames is short for something, but she mm-hmm. said the full name and she's going to be a star. And that it was like one of those echoey interlude things. And I was like, well, she wasn't wrong. Like, <laughs> I'm sure that was a real conversation from some time before, but, I don't know. Stuff like that was really cool. But, uh, yeah, I um, I appreciated hearing that she can hold her own because neither project was, like, feature heavy or held by a certain, like, she, she doesn't only have to fill in, like, catchy hook things. She held her own. She even was, you know, talking a little, popping her shit here and there. And, uh, yeah, but let me see if there's anything that, was worth Mm-mm-mm. I know it's fall but I don't want to play too much uh sleepy music on here <laughs> yeah, a couple. yeah 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 oh yeah for and broken from years if orange was, from, was a place right yeah for broken mm-hmm. years was 2020 and then if orange was a place was um this year so she's been back to back with it smartly but nothing felt forced at all for sure um Mm-mm. I would say uh, track four, Avoid Things. Hmm. 
it's probably a decent flavor of her. That kind of. I think you did play some Tim's on here before now, because mm-hmm. when you said ambiguous, I was like, ah, because I, I remember I thought it was a a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, there's something about it that just like is you. Yeah, she has just has such a unique voice. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes that's uh underrated. <laughs> unique yeah. voices, because mm-hmm. they don't even have to be like the best. Like some people have like Adele or like uh. Can't think of anybody else offhand who has like those like very just clean, pretty voices. Yeah. But like chance, I I could go for some weird jazzy humming and singing. Yeah, because it's not like <laughs> Yeah, something about the unclean. Yeah. yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah. It sounds like jazz. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. So Did you um, happen to listen to uh Poke It Out, the Wale featuring J. Cole? I think I did. It wasn't bad. Yeah, it's another yeah, one of those yeah, things yeah, where I'm yeah. like came mostly like a, glad it a while exists. Ago, right? A week maybe. Poke it out. I think I heard that. Let me see. It couldn't have been more than a week. It was in between last episode and now, for sure. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this shit was hard. I was going. Yeah, I think I was headed to work and it just popped on. I was like, oh yeah. I just wanna see if you gonna lie, you gonna love me. I was getting bras way before I got the money. Honey, since I've been a star, they don't love me. The ceiling got stars when the star got no ceiling. Stick it out, poke it out, stick it out, poke it out. Hey, yeah, she got a little bus, so what? Big back, she can show enough. Stick it out, poke it out. Yeah, this was a fun song. Mm-hmm. I, I do kind of wish it came a little earlier, but I ain't been outside no way. So <laughs> there's nothing I can do with it. Shoot, the way this weather has been, it's supposed to be 82 here still. Maybe it is still summer. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I heard a song today and I was like, oh, I'm getting drunk to this. I'm going out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's happening. Yeah. Um. I feel like we do for a Wale project. Yeah, the way he's tweeting, it sounds like something's around the corner. He's been more active on there too. Um, but yeah, some I mean, of he did give us something last year, but we know that happened last year due to the content. Like we know that mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily playing that way. Whatever it is, I'm ready for it. Mm-hmm. And maybe these two got like a more serious song on there too. Who knows? But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> 
So yeah, I don't know about you, but I just have like one more song. I'm good. Um, Those are my major highlights. I've got two projects I want to introduce next week, but uh, while I didn't finish them, I was like, let me leave this because I like them already. But yeah. So did you get a chance to listen to that song I sent you yesterday? Mm. Okay. Well, this came from like I guess a playlist. Like it just popped up after, uh, or this was the first song and that popped up after. But uh, so this is basically like another TikTok song. They got mm-hmm. like remix and this is like a house version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll know it as soon as you hear it. But uh, I was like, yeah, we gotta highlight this dude. His name is uh, what is his name? Bobcat Goldwave. And his Spotify is equally as good. Mm. So, uh, yeah, you know that song when it's called uh, So I Want You. Ah, uh, okay, mm. okay. Wait, was it that black dude? Uh, yeah, this dude is black. Yeah, so for anybody who, like, wanted to hear this out and about, now you can. You sent yeah, me the video of him on the, on the, with the keypad, do it, making this, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's just so groovy. I don't think I'll get this experience in in indie yet, but I'm supposed to go to Atlanta <laughs> for my birthday, so hopefully I can hear this out and about somewhere at some point. Yeah, hopefully. It's not impossible, honestly. It's, it's something I want to step to. It just seems more likely if I'm not around here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and shout yeah, out to I, those TikTokers that show you how to step to this kind of music, too. Yes, I was like, oh, I need to get the shuffling. Like, I've right got now. like three. I've got like three new moves now because of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man. So that was just yeah. a little fun song. And shout Go out ahead. DJ Easy Peasy. He DJed uh, my boy's wedding. He did a great job. Uh, <laughs> this, this is my first non-African wedding that I've been to, so it was interesting okay. to just see like huh. where the real party monsters were, how the reception goes, all that stuff. And I was like, hey, you know what? It's a room full of rich white folk. It's some black people, some white kids that like do be turning up. So to be a DJ of like such a mixed crowd and I mean a literally a mixed crowd because my boys, <laughs> my boys mix. <laughs> so it's, it's some it's some black and white and everything. Like it's, it's literally a mixed crowd. Uh, oh, so yeah, dude. shout out DJ Easy Peasy. He did a fantastic job because there was like a all of the lights mixed with some other instrumental going on. Oh no, uh, yeah, it was all the lights mixed with some other instrumental uh all kind of cool stuff i don't know but yeah that was that was fire i'm gonna check out bobcat go away for sure too yeah go wave uh w-a-v like yeah i think like the wave file that's what yeah. I'm he was going yeah for. um but yeah without further ado let's make that transition play me in Oh, 
Let's go. Yes, sir. All right, man. Um, I haven't watched a whole, whole, whole lot. Sure. Um, but uh, where do you want to start? I have uh, some right. games on here. I think you finished it. I think it's appropriate to put it in here. Um, okay. That kind of brings me to like a, uh, a pre-anime point, I guess. Um, I have a bone to pick <laughs> with uh, some of these content creators. Uh, so before we got on here, I saw a TikTok, and typically this dude's content is a uh, good, leads me to different show suggestions or mm-hmm. just find it interesting, whatever. But uh, there's this thing that people do in the name of consistency. It was just kind of like say anything, and so he posted a video of like, here's some anime you should watch similar to Squid Game. Which is like cool. Like I was waiting mm-hmm. for some of these videos to I've pop up because yeah. I could use something similar. I, I want to, uh, but the three were Darwin's Game, High Rise Invasion, and uh, Death Man Wonderland. Dead Man Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Dead Man Wonderland. Fine. I haven't watched much of it, but yeah, I from what little I saw, emotionally the the stakes, whatever, whatever. And then your description of Darwin's Game is all I'm going off of for that. But my main beef was with High Rise Invasion. I was like, <laughs> all right, this is just the, this is just saying it for the sake of content because like it's not like Squid Game at all. Like it's not. Nah, it's not. I even like felt like beyond Darwin's the whole was a- beyond the life death stakes. What's similar? There's literally nothing. Like because Squid Game is like making slight commentary about like how like uh, uh, even just the Indian character who was treated different. Like that's. A social commentary that there's nowhere in high rise invasion uh the deadbeat dad thing that's not part of high rise <laughs> invasion the, um. like there's there's so many reasons they're not similar like i have more things that are dissimilar than the one thing that ties them so i'm like don't just say this for the sake i'm i don't know i don't like that don't say something similar for the sake of content because then you're just driving somebody to watch 12 episodes about the very eh, idea where Squid Game was a way better use of nine hours than yes, like and there's like a plot twist with family and no, there's nothing about High Rise Invasion that like you can't take Deuce Machina or whatever and say it's the <laughs> same as what Squid a Game well was trying to do, out, which was a yeah, yeah, nah, bro, you, you can't just say that. You can't just say that. I don't know. That's my bone to pick. I feel like content creators sacrifice being helpful for being consistent. And uh, mm. yeah, that's gotta 
that's got to chill, man. That's got to chill. I wish I could post a video for us about what I find. I just haven't seen enough <laughs> shows similar to it to say that. Yeah. So and I still feel was, like yeah. I didn't see all those shows, but I still felt like even the ones that were kind of was a little bit of a stretch still. That's yeah. All I had to go off of for Darwin was your description, and I still am just like, mm, eh, nah. yeah, yeah. Vibe mm. for lack of a better word. Yeah, and even like, that is like because the thing that they kept reinforcing on Squid Game is like you chose this. Mm-hmm. These niggas didn't choose. Mm-hmm. And I feel like most of those shows, any of it, High Rise Invasion, absolutely not. Darwin's game was, you know, dude was accidentally thrown into it. So it was kind of no choice involved. And, you know, it's, it, no one would enjoy watching a show that is the exact concept of it. But I c- can list more things that are dissimilar, which mm-hmm. is my problem. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm not going for that. But, yeah, that was that was my beef. Um, my relevant to this section beef but i guess we could jump into what we did like about squid game um since we're kind of already talking about it i don't know um i imagine you finished it too yeah i finished it um you know i like dark shit and hard what do you call it like like hard truths or like resolutions like uh Mm -hmm. like no matter how we win this still is gonna suck yeah um so I appreciated that in the show. Um, it was based off a of manga, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not I read, sure. I did read that, but I don't remember which one. Mm. Um, and I said, I didn't think that until like three early scenes. Mm-hmm. There, the main character was like bent over, and his butt was in the air. And I'm like, "What are you? Okay, this is." Like I've never, I never pick up on nods. I'm like, this is the biggest nod to anime I've That's, ever seen. Yeah, it it that scene caught me too. I was like, this is random, but for the stuff I like to watch, this isn't random. This is how like anime is shot. Yeah, and they did yeah. that early. I don't really remember seeing too many more after, but there was like one or two definitely early. Um, I've been meaning to go find it so I can like drop it when I edit um, post this on social media, but um. Probably the nosebleed at the beginning, right? When they he told him to sign the document, he's like, "I don't have a, I don't have a pen." He's like, "Use the, use the blood on from your, from your oh, nose yeah, as, yeah. as the ink, whatever." Yeah, there was some subtle. This is some cartoon type shit, uh, but it's cool that they were subtle because they all worked. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I love you know hard predicaments where it's mm-hmm. like, uh, damn, like this is gonna suck either way, um. What else was good? Um, I feel like they made us care about people. I mean, they had plenty of time to do that. I cared I, about Player One so much. Um, and I did like the way I they still found... I love that. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Um, I like that they found a way to give them personality outside of the game mm-hmm. in that short time of when they decided not to play. Or, mm-hmm. you know, when they were voting and, like, that little window was just enough to, like, care about people more or, like, feel for their decision. Because I think that space made you think, what if this was me? Would I go back <laughs> with all these, you know, all this debt and people I got to provide for? And, I'm you know, I'm either going to provide for them or just lose all of it. Um, so, yeah, that, I mean, that alone 
separates it from shows I've seen too of like that the option uh, to do that and um, not just being dropped in that world like it was always your choice <laughs> so uh, yeah I don't know um, the so angle it, of children's games was also really interesting too because sometimes there's like games that are just made up that have simple <laughs> ideas but these are like nah if you was ever out and about at the age of you know 8 to 12 you remember this and that just makes it even scarier, like the contrast of kids' games with, you know, that stakes, those stakes. Because think about like kickball, like we all played it. You're like freeze tag. Bro. Jump. Uh, what is <laughs> Life, it? Jump or, de- bro. Life <laughs> or death kickball? <laughs> I'm booting that thing across the world. Oh, man. And uh-uh. we all play red light, green light. I, I think that's something that I thought was kind of interesting to be like, a. Mm-hmm. it's a very simple concept. But a universal game. It's pretty universal, yeah. Um, Foursquare. Imagine Foursquare for your life. I don't think I've ever played Foursquare, so I might be out of here. (laughs) Oh, okay. It's a... My uh, elementary school, they had like a Foursquare thing painted on the the blacktop. And Mm -hmm. so you just bounce the ball once. It's like tennis, but with four people. The idea of like you can only hit once and you can Mm -hmm. only hit it once, but... That has a kid's game, and yeah, I cannot imagine that being for my life. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, um, but I think, I don't know how awards work for some of these things, but I think episode four should win an award. I think that was my favorite episode, period. Like, something what, about what the setup. episode four? Uh, the tug of war episode. Oh, yes. Like, yeah, there were just so many one. parts of that. Like, the scene of them on the elevator was almost as intense as them playing the game because it's like they were like literally going up to their death they're like fuck we're not stronger than that team we're not about to beat them in tug of war and the old man's like mm, we could and this is like elevator's still going up then it shows the other team and it, like, yeah the intensity of that episode and them just having seen another group of people fall to their death <laughs> playing tug of war uh yeah just everything about episode four was i don't know i don't know how these tv awards work but i hope not only the series wins something, but episode four needs to be highlighted. And um, the music overall was really good, too, in the show. Yeah. I um, I, I don't know if somebody can put it together for me, but mm-hmm. the number dynamic between uh, the old man and uh, the main character, I can't remember any of their names, but um, I feel like it, it, it had to mean something because like, the old man was number one. And then the main character was like the last character. Yeah, four twenty four twenty six. Yeah, and I feel like they kept showing it like in that order, like throughout mm-hmm. the show, like they kept showing the numbers in like a weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, There's probably something there. I've seen somebody, theory videos about him being uh, the, the player one being his dad. Yeah, I've seen those theories, but um, whatever connection we're supposed to make with him being first and. That dude being last, I'm sure there's something there. I just couldn't, yeah, qu- I couldn't uh, quantify it, it. Yeah. the The family twist though with the guy running the games was I didn't expect that at all. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, with the cop, uh, yeah, I didn't see that coming at all. I thought he's gonna go there and just mess up, like him trying to infiltrate the <laughs> games. I I thought he was just gonna get snuffed out, thrown in one of those caskets. I did like the uh, the side yeah thing about the. Um, those guys trying to harvest organs on the low. Yeah. I'm like, this is how you do a a subplot in this 
you know, multi-layered story. Like, this is fire. Like, of course they would be doing that. And it fed back into the plot of him, like, oh, yeah, like, we'll let you know what game is coming up. Like, it wasn't just, like, some random shit going on. It was, like, to improve his chances and, like. Yeah, that is some huge shit. <laughs> um, San Wu was San Wu was full of shit, man. <laughs> he was full of shit. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. It was a wild setup, a lot of suspense. Um, they managed to fit I'm, story within the story. Yeah, I'm glad we got the uh, live action instead of an anime. Because, yeah, I don't like, think certain things would have hit the same. Like, uh, especially the, the, the very last game, everybody had those, like, heart-to-heart moments with somebody, and I don't think it would have hit the same. Not the last game, sorry. The... Uh, Oh, the marble, the, uh, marbles, 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 yeah. marbles. None of those scenes would have hit as deeply as, uh, like, as they did. It, it wouldn't have. Like, the two girls just getting to know each other. They're like, hey, one of us is going to die. I don't want to kill you. You don't want to kill me. Let's just get to know each other for this next 12 minutes, I guess. Like, that wouldn't have hit the same if I was reading subtitles. Well, I mean, I guess I was, but yeah. I wouldn't have. It, watching two cartoons characters, it wouldn't have hit the same as these two girls. Like, looking at each other dead in the eye for real, you know? Um, and then and also, the also old man losing his mind, too. It was annoying, but also heartbreaking. And it just hit better with them being real people. What were you yeah. saying? I was going to say, I also think that um, sometimes when you go from, like, manga to anime and then... Like, cause has there any been any good like live action based off? No, not that. No. And I feel like you I've usually witnessed. just get one, and so I'm glad that the one was, you know, actual TV. I guess we won't know until we keep watching. Maybe Erased isn't horrible. Actually, Erased is pretty good. See, it's stuff like that where it's like not based on a big disgusting monster where there's a chance, <laughs> you know, like it's just people walking and talking at the end of the day. It's natural. I feel like yeah. a naturalistic show could be turned into a live action and not be fucked up. Like full metal and DBZ and all this other stuff should have been left yeah. alone, you know, but yeah, I you think know, that'll be my yeah. goal though, is to watch more naturalistic stuff. If I am going to try to find live action. Yeah. No, Cause I, I just I already, recommend. I already doubt that, I would enjoy Attack on Titan. Like, I know it's somewhere out there, but I'm... Yeah, I've recommended Erase to people who wanted foreign films but necessarily wasn't into anime. Mm -hmm. I've recommended it. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, Uh, Did you get to check out any Star Wars Visions at all? No. Uh, Okay. I was supposed to, but yeah, I just hadn't um, tapped in. But I did um, watch more Orange, and that's about it. Me too. I fell asleep to it last night. I uh, I had to tap out. I dropped the remote out of my hand. That's how. Tired oh, I that's how you know you bet. <laughs> I was like, oh no, I'm um, tired. Uh, I got to a part where Naho and or somebody else had. Exp- had told Naho that they also got a letter from the future. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I got there too. And yeah. I think around that episode, maybe if I got further, I realized, oh, this is really important content. Because when you think about like kids, right? Like people are like, oh, you're smart. Like, where did you learn that from? Like, kids learn shit just from TV. 
And I feel like the biggest thing that I heard was like, they very subtly illustrated, hey, we're trying to stop him from killing himself. And it's too much for just me. And I feel like as a kid, you know, high school, like I've dealt with, you know, people and uh, worrying about them, like, you know, harming themselves. And it was stressful and it was just kind of like I didn't feel like I was supposed to ask for help and worried about losing trust from the person that you're trying to save. And I feel like I wish I would have had more support or somebody to talk through it, but I just kept it. And luckily, everything turned out white, right, but it could have not have. And I feel like as, let's say, an 8 to 13-year-old passively watching a show, not paying attention, I think it seeps into, like, yo, I shouldn't do this by myself. Mm-hmm. So as somebody who has, like, dealt with something that serious at such a young age who is just out here vibing until, like, I'm like, oh, shit, I guess I should try to do this. And it's like, and, th- and then also not having a concept of, oh, yeah, they're good today. <laughs> like... Oh, yeah, they didn't do it. So shit is straight and like volleyball and back and forth to like, well, what the fuck happened now? And like trying to do these unrealistic expectations, which they're kind of trying to do. Mm-hmm. I feel like it kind of like not teaches a kid how to like navigate it, but kind of. Yeah, no, that's a um, beautiful perspective on it. I never really thought about it like that, that this is kind of important PSA. Yeah. Like, as entertaining as the mystery is, like this is something people don't really talk about in this way. And uh, the last show that everybody was talking about was uh, 13 Reasons Why, which was that idea of letters and, or not letters, but you know, it was like those recordings, I guess they had in that show. Yeah, I didn't really tapes. watch all of it, but yeah, it was tapes versus this being letters and the idea of a second chance and that kind of, um, but no, you brought up a great point that this is a PSA in a way without being direct. Like you shouldn't deal with these kind of things alone. It's not going to be easy. You're going to be stressed out, uh, whatever, whatever written in, you know, this, this form. Uh, yeah, it's really important. That's a, that's true. We're going to have to put it a certain (laughs) way on the, on our socials thing you're kind of make this point in our reviews yeah yeah no because mm-hmm. uh, i was you know watching them like holy shit like because I, I don't know it, it, some something happened where i was like this is n- it's for kids and it was i think when they were on a park bench and and yeah it was on a park bench because she was like prodding him and he kind of told her and she was like, do you want to die and he kind of was like bearing his soul and she was like shit i didn't really know what to say like I just kind of stirred up these emotions and walked away and I've done that and I was just like and then like the kid he didn't the guy who's like also you know with a letter is kind of like he didn't really do much but it helped and it's just like they're all just kind of struggling through this thing Mm -hmm. and I was like wow yeah like this needs more content like this needs to happen Mm-hmm. And I feel like it did in the '90s, and it just kind of went away. Like when people yeah, were like sister, yeah, sister, yeah, yeah. and like mm-hmm. smart guy. Um, I don't know if it was so much about suicide prevention, and I don't think it was always necessarily as subtle. It was more like an episode. Yeah, it was a it was a mad dramatic episode. At the very end, they would throw <laughs> like a suicide hotline at the end. Like, hey, even though you weren't really 
taking this to heart. Please take this to heart. And you get a little older and you watch the reruns. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> um, but this so one doesn't yeah. sacrifice any artistry or emotion for, like, being direct about what it's trying to do. So it's mm-hmm. good that you caught that this can be that kind of a thing. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so was there anything that stuck out to you? I mean, that was the main thing that I wanted to come on here and say. Um, but anything that you feel like. Nah, that was the most valuable piece about the show <laughs> we're going to get because I, I, I'm right about where you are story-wise, but, I mean, that's a beautiful point that uh, this message needs to be out there, and they've done it artfully, so. Cool. Um, I want to talk about a manga really quick that I think is manga, that I think is getting can, turned into an anime, Chainsaw Man. Have you been yeah. seeing about there is there is a show coming soon. Um, okay. Yeah, it rose in popularity pretty quick. I haven't checked out any written or visual format of it yet, but I've been hearing a lot about it. Um, did you read some of it? Or I'm getting ready to. Um, okay. Yeah, I was looking up the synopsis earlier because I was like, I don't even know what this is about. Um, but it just seems cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Funny enough, the first time I was looking it up, I was trying to look up camera reviews mm-hmm. and test footage, and somebody <laughs> with the camera I was looking at shot like this cool trailer for Chainsaw Man, mm. and it was like I was like, "Damn, these like special effects are pretty legit." And I'm like, "What the fuck is Chainsaw Man?" And then shortly after that, I started seeing people talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the synopsis says uh, Dingy is a young man trapped in poverty working off his deceased father's debt to the Yakuza by working as a devil hunter. Aided by Pakchita, his canine companion, and Chainsaw Devil. Denji is betrayed by the Yakuza who killed him in front of... killed him for a contract with the zombie devil. Mm. So he gets brought back with a chainsaw on his head? I guess. In arms? I guess. To finish the job? (laughs) Something. (laughs) Whatever People it is, I feel like, like it. yeah, it's popular. I would like to see it in motion, though. Something wild like that, I got to <laughs> see all this gruesome shit in motion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, what all, what all you watch? Uh, so I did actually finish Star Wars Visions. I think last episode I had watched half of it. Uh, so I finished the other four or five episodes I had to go. Um, it was awesome, I think. Like I said before, I think the best thing that this series does is just make you, well, appreciate genre or appreciate anime and Star Wars in a you know unique way, whether or not you're a fan of either or a rookie to both. But then I think those last couple episodes, they just had cool characters that I really enjoyed. Uh, there was a droid, uh, T.O.B. One, who wanted to be a Jedi, but he was a, a robot living with this dude and uh you know, his, I guess, dad, creator, whatever, he had like a house full of these droids and Toby just wanted to be a, a Jedi at some point. And uh, he accidentally like opened his dad's like vaults of his former Jedi items. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, dang, uh, T.O.B. one, I told you not to go in this room and this room alone because, you know, it's got stuff from a, a life I used to live, but. Now it's just about to hit the fan because like he turned on like his his ship and the what the galactic whatever the evil dudes got his GPS immediately and they started to pull up and 
that's what that episode's about. But uh, I don't know. In a twenty-some minute span, I cared about TLB one a whole lot, and animation was great. And I don't know, man. They found a way to balance like high stakes with lighthearted um, visuals, interesting characters, and every twenty minutes was like well thought out and emotional and made me think dang i could do five more episodes about whatever's going on with him they didn't conclude it perfectly something else could happen so (laughs) i don't know what their plans are but every episode just had something where i was like give me give me three more episodes give me a little series um i think the very last one actually had a black woman with a lightsaber who Hmm. was fighting for the the sith i was like okay i like it and i swear her voice was some actress we all are familiar with but i just couldn't put my finger on it um i did hear a few celebrity voices throughout so i'm gonna look up the actual because i'm pretty sure allison brie from um community was in like the second episode she was one of the or the third one of the twins that was uh, like the darth vader's kids i swear she was one of them uh so yeah throughout i feel like i heard familiar voices um so that was pretty cool um yeah i don't know i think this is a good nine episode stretch that anybody could check out and then i wouldn't say it's like a cure if you're in like an anime fatigue mode but if you need something just an easy watch these are great because they're all separate episodes you don't need to be a star wars buff you don't need to be an anime buff like they're dubbed obviously <laughs> um <laughs> yeah it was, it was solid um beyond that uh i will actually introduce a show i've been watching on hulu called bem uh mm-hmm. b-e-m and there's these three, uh, as they call it, humanoid monsters, where they take the form of humans and they kind of got like pointy ears and slight differences than like the other regular people in society. But uh, there's three humanoid monsters, Bem, Bello, and Bella. Bella is a girl. She's, I think she's like four. She seems older than uh, Bello. I don't think they're twins, but uh bella is like 14 15 then bello the little dude he's i think he's like 12 13 maybe um their main goal is to become humans it sounds like they want to be full human but uh when they fight like they have like some magic powers but when they really got to turn up like when shit's really getting pressed they can turn into these like full like goblin looking creatures like kind of picture the body type of like some of the titans on attack on titan but like more like goblin-esque and definitely not as big as those they're still at their like human height but yeah they turn into these goblin type creatures and fight as needed but they're uh they're not evil these three people the bem and bellow and bellow are not evil they'll like fight in self-defense um then there's other humanoid monsters in the city that they live around and they'll like stomp them out if they got to because there's some that are just like terrorizing people for no reason like can't control their powers and the three of them are pretty much trying to save the city just like at night um hoping to someday become human but they don't have like a they don't have the answers they don't have a book that's like hey if you guys save 100 people before october 5th you can become (laughs) full human they don't they don't have there's no stone that they can they're just like hey it'd be nice to be human someday we can still blend into society like it's not like the moon turns us into these things we just do it as needed yeah so they're kind of being hunted but the cops don't know that those three are not like doing nothing bad, but they know that. All right. So there's one really tall goblin. There's two small ones. They're, so they're looking society. for goblins in general or just these goblins. So 
nobody else that has powers turns into what they turn to so far but there's other people that have powers it's mm. like a weird x-men world of like fuck it there's a bunch of random shit people can do <laughs> and it seems like the non the ones that aren't like them their powers are based off like the elements like there's like a dude who can like turn into water some people have like some fire powers uh one dude can c- control gravity and he was like working in this circus because uh, he had like a failed space. He was an astronaut with a failed space mission and came back and like controlled gravity, but his whole face was fucked up kind of thing. Mm. Um, yeah, so there's like really random, unique powers. And then some people are finding ways to blend into society like they are working for the circus. And then uh, Bem and Bello and Bella kind of like mine their own. But I think the show does a good job of balancing them. Like there's like three, four situations really going on, right? Like first episode, you get the cop's perspective because she just moved to the city they live in and she's trying to solve these crimes. Like people are dying in really obscure, unusual ways. They have a run-in with one of these monsters early. Then you get the perspective of Bem and Bello and Bella. They're just like minding their business, but they have the powers to help people uh, as they can. Then you have uh, Bello, who's like a gamer, and he just likes to mind his own business. And there's like a turf war between some of the kids, like for some of the, the, like the arcades they hang out at. And mm-hmm. he's really good at the games. And he's like kicking people off their turf and whatever. Then Bella is like, she went on like a, a date with this dude. Uh, I mean, they were kind of just hanging out. But I don't know. It just shows like them like mixing into society. The cop, cop's perspective of like, what are these humanoid monsters? Who's doing what? Who's evil? Who's not? Uh, yeah, so you just get a bunch of stories as it's going on, and they're trying to hopefully become human. And yeah, I think I'm like eight or nine episodes into it, and I don't know how long it is, but it's on Hulu. Uh, pretty easy watch. I feel like it has the same vibes as um, Be the Beginning, but it's just mm. easier to follow, and it balances like the multiple plots better. I better, would say, yeah. even though the animation's not <laughs> as good. Yeah, I didn't even get through that second. <laughs> I like smash the first season. Again, I think it just I doesn't explain it itself time. well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the second, yeah, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like a watchable be the beginning, but with like more monsters and more plot lines, I would say. And some cool jazz music. It's nice. like, yeah, it's got a good score. Um, yeah. Hmm. Um. Then my last two shows, I started up season five of My Hero and then. I started Records of Ragnarok, and that sh- that shit is a two pack of ass. <laughs> 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 Records of Ragnarok is so bad, man. Like, I was hoping because I was watching it in bed. Like, bet I'm probably gonna be up for a couple hours. I bet I'll watch this whole series just laying right here. I'll binge it, whatever. <laughs> then I started to realize slowly. I was like, you know what? I'm definitely on my phone, and I'm not paying attention. Like, this shit mm-hmm. is a scam. Because every time I looked up they kept doing this like storyboard animation. Like I'm sure you explained it while you were talking about it, but like things would like slightly move. Like it's like one of those like storybooks. Like, you know, when you open a book and like the, they got like those 3d pop-ups of mm-hmm. stuff like in children's books, like that's what it was trying to do. But I'm like, no, like Thor is throwing a hammer the size of my apartment. <laughs> and it's like, not, I'm not seeing it fly across the screen. This is not cool. Like, it's like slowly framing across the screen slightly like i don't know and then i wonder why I, they make that 
I've heard a lot of people talk about how good this show was, and I was like, I judge people not too much on the music they listen to, but I will judge mm-hmm. you on the jazz you listen to. I'm like, oh, you don't know jazz, fine. Mm-hmm. But when people were saying this show was so great, I really started to. Ju- I've never judged anybody on the anime they like, but I was like, how, like, what about this is so good? It has so much potential because like the beginning is like. They drop you into this council of gods. I'm like, yes, that's super dope. They're like, eh, should we destroy these humans? Everyone's like, absolutely. Like, everyone <laughs> voted to do that. And this Valkyrie is like, no, no, no. The humans deserve a chance to fight for their f- uh, fate against some of y'all. And she's like, oh, are y'all pussy? And they're <laughs> like, oh, me? Pussy? Like, all the gods got pissed off instantly. They're like, all right, we'll throw hands. 13 of us can fight 13 humans. And then... You introduced me to gods that I I don't re- or not gods but like human warriors that I don't know a whole lot about like the first that are uh, real. Like, yeah I'm like the Chinese dude I'm like this is really cool like this you know super super strong legend is about to fight Thor I don't really need Thor's backstory but maybe they can tell me a thing or two that I never saw before in some media cool uh, I would like to learn a lot about the other guy cool but they kept doing that for way too lengthy of periods and then they still wouldn't animate the motion in full and it just became way too much of a storybook and then when you finally get back to the fight scenes it still wasn't in motion it still was just like freeze frames of them being buff and talking shit <laughs> and then free, like freeze frames of the 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 chinese warrior he, he had like a you know his band and his like his boys back there supporting him and they could have had like a real nice drum roll and them screaming and like like, with them not moving, it didn't look as cool as what it's supposed to feel like. Like, the stadium didn't feel like a stadium. No. Like, if the stadium didn't feel like a stadium, and it's the, literally the only set on the show, and the fight don't feel like a fight, and the whole show is about fighting, and for five episodes, it's still the first fight, This is <laughs> n- none of this is balanced well enough for me to the continue. The first fight was five episodes? That yeah, sounds about that, right, though. That shit didn't conclude for, like, four or five episodes because they were doing so much backstory and then, like, the Valkyrie in the hallways talking shit to the other dudes. And then, yeah, because I don't think... Uh, oh, yeah, because the dude's arm didn't get chopped off until episode four. Like, they fought the whole four or five episodes, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, this is not balanced well. Like, do I want backstory? Absolutely. I don't, I'm not familiar with these people. Do I want crowd reactions? Absolutely. Should it take long for these guys to fight maybe <laughs> but it just needs to be in motion that's it literally um and that just i don't know and yeah, maybe was, you hit it because food wars is honestly like this too but i don't mind food wars but maybe it's because it's not i think because like, more of more of it is moving and like i'm watching a food fight not a physical contest so like the scenes of cool dishes or like them cracking the egg in a crazy way or like doing something like it's animated well and it's in full motion like fruit for food wars is not like weird freeze frames people are in full motion so to have fighters not actually make full contact punching somebody in the jaw or like because especially just coming off of playing god of war bro like seeing that axe spin fly across the screen and you catch it Versus Thor throwing his hammer and it's off screen. And then it comes back like from an off screen position. I'm like, come on. I should see the hammer flying across and come back in a really cool way. Like, I should not be imagining the hammer. Come on. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. much a, um, an audio book at this point. 
it started to feel like that. And like, wow, this could be entertaining. Um, nope, I've seen way too many shonen shows <laughs> to just. And that was take the other this. thing. I'm like, I don't even think it will be that great of an audiobook once I finish it. I feel like I'm still gonna be like, you bitches. Um, dang, I hate that you didn't get to see the Adam thing. <sighs> um, no, I don't. It's think not I worth did. it. It, but I just wanted you to be as upset. I thought I could get that far. I just, I was like, no, this is not, I'm not entertained. Like, <laughs> this is not working. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm disappointed, man. They had such a good concept. Mm-hmm. Could have such been a good concept. Can you imagine if it was like Castlevania's art style? Oh, my. Yeah. It would, <laughs> it would be fire as hell. Everybody would probably be talking about that. And that's still hamburger anime, as they say. Like, I, it's it would have been better. Like, it still would have been way better. I've never heard this phrase. Just uh, American shows that are like heavy, yeah. heavy anime influence. That's kind of so what like, I've imagined. You could argue but, that Avatar is hamburger anime and um, Castlevania. Uh, and, that's hilarious. Yeah, all that. <laughs> I thought oh, I brought man, it up on here before, but it's it's a yeah, it's a newer term for me too. I heard it earlier this year. I was like, that is that's, funny. That's as a hell. that's a good way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. man. Oh. Uh, so last point I have. Um, My Hero Season 5, I actually enjoy where it started off. There are some mega fans who are, who got bored of it. I'm, you know, I'm not super far, but the questions that I was left with on Season 4 are starting to get answered or brought up, and I'm enjoying it. Um, season 4 talked about how Endeavor is, like, supposed to be the number one hero now because All Might's, you know, retiring, whatever. He's, he's washed. And uh, Endeavor is, like, not a good father, but he's supposed to be the guy in the spotlight doing all the interviews, and he's supposed to be that guy. And it's hard for him to honestly be that guy. And then first, out the bat, season five, he goes home and has to deal with his kids being like, man, you ain't shit. Like, (laughs) so I was like, all right, this is what I wanted to see. And um, then you got Deku having, like, Avatar State flashbacks of the guys who had his power before him. And he can't see two of them. Like, they're, like, blurred out in his memory. And he's trying to figure out um, why he's having visions of the previous all-for-one users and learning where this power came from. Like, yeah, I want to know what the fuck is going on with the all-for-one and the eight people before him that had it and why he only can use 25% or whatever he's at and how to unlock more of it and if his body's going to be destroyed at the end later. Like, yeah, I'm curious about all this stuff. Uh, I like that they introduced the character Hawks and they show him a little bit more where I'm at in season five. And um, the class 1A is having like a intensive 1v1 against class 1B and 1B is talking shit. 1A is talking shit. They had to get in teams and fight in this little city area. I'm like, yeah, season five is <laughs> delivering elements of things that I'm curious about. I have no complaints right now, so uh, I'm looking forward to watching the rest of it and see what happens. Cool. Yeah, I need to tap back in. Um, is that dubbed or sub? Subbed, right? I don't even think there's a... I went on Hulu to check. I was like, maybe some of this is dubbed. I don't hate the uh, the My Hero dub. I don't, I don't hate it at all. I think it's decent. No, I just stopped watching at a time where I was adamantly not watching subs. Did you finish season four? I finished season three. Well, four is dubbed then. I was going to say five is not. Four should be caught up. Yeah. On Hulu. Yeah, yeah you like should I have all of that. And like back there. So I was like, oh, you know what? I, w- I watch subs now. So there's no reason for me not to 
get caught up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, four is four is really good, and it should be dubbed now. And the dude who does Hawks is a he's a black dude our age actually. Cool. I, I enjoyed that, but yeah, Zeno Robinson. Shout out Zeno Robinson. Yeah, because Hawks isn't even a black character, so I, I like that. that <laughs> yeah, he 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 beat somebody out to get that role. <laughs> uh, uh, beyond that, Demon Slayer season two is back out for anybody that just missed the news. Uh, I don't know how many episodes they're putting out, or if it's one by one, but. Uh, anybody that also missed the Mugen Train movie, season two recaps the movie for you. So if you don't want to watch Mugen Train or just couldn't find it, if you start season two, you'll get uh, the important and also sad moments from the movie brought up I'm for liking you. this. I feel like just as my season, like my work season is coming to an end, I'm getting a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. To, um, and they're sub, so this is like perfect. I didn't notice for a while that that's how like a TV is like they start those start shows back up in the fall because we're all back home and sitting on our asses like oh I guess that makes sense that season forty five of The Simpsons starts in the, <laughs> in the fall and all these new or they try new shows because people are just done traveling and all that so sports footballs uh, out there yeah yeah hmm. football's in heavy swing I was like that makes sense baseball playoffs are October. Ain't nobody watching baseball otherwise, so <laughs> the interesting games are in the fall. So yeah, um, I guess as a budding content creator now, it's like I guess anime starting the fall makes sense too. It's yeah. gonna be easier to start catching it. Well, cool man. And I think they dated um, Attack on Titans season four part two for like December something. I hate that I can't not watch it. Not even just because of the podcast, because I know it's going to get ruined. Because yeah. that was torture watching that week to week last it year. It was. Or this year. It was. Yeah, it's going to be a long Christmas. Because <laughs> we, got, we got Attack on Titan, Spider-Man, just a bunch. Yeah. The Eternals coming out soon. Yeah, Marvel <laughs> uh, Marvel literally gives us, like, shout out to Oscar, but he, he said they give us 11 minutes in between each new. I, I tweeted, I was like... <laughs> How much time do we get in between Marvel things? Like we never get a break, and he was like eleven minutes. And then the very next day, they announced some other Marvel thing. I was like, we get, we get no time in between. But uh, yeah, let's uh get into some video games now. Unless you have anything else over there. No, that's it. Cool. Dude, <laughs> pinch me, I'm dreaming. The our, our dang intro reminded me of a piece of news that I didn't even put in our gaming notes, but Sora is in Kingdom, or <laughs> Sora is in fucking Smash Bros. Sora. Sora is the last character for Super Smash Brothers. I cannot believe it's really happening. Um, yeah, for any, I doubt any, at this point, I doubt anybody missed the news, but yeah, the like 80th or 81st character in Smash Brothers, and allegedly the last one is Sora from Kingdom Hearts, with mm. outfits from all four games. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. That is just wild news. Like multiple Final Fantasy slash 
you know, Kingdom Hearts characters are in Smash Brothers. And even though as a, a diehard Crash Bandicoot fan, I think this was the perfect person to actually put in here to wrap it up. I know there was rumors of either Crash or, you know, hopeful Crash, uh, Master Chief, Sora, you name it. Everybody hoped for somebody. Sora is a great last character to cap it off with and even that video of him pulling up on mario and them uh, them squabbling and all that i was like this is giving me chills like this is crazy like um yeah i don't know Sora was just a perfect perfect person to put at the end and they got my five dollars when he comes out next week (laughs) they they got my five absolutely um speaking of spending money on games i got a question um Mm -hmm. because I think I'm an Apex fan to the point where I'm ready to spend some money to get some cool shit. <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah, they they broke me last year for sure. What what do I get? What am I getting? Because you know I'm like a granddad when it comes. I'm like, all right, so like, <laughs> I, I, I want my Cossack to look cool, and is twenty dollars gonna do it, <laughs> or do I gotta like earn some shit? Like, uh, so there's multiple options. Um. So they randomly will rotate which characters that you can just straight up buy a really dope skin for. Then there's some that are like permanently up there. Um, I think Caustic does have a $20 pack that's like permanent. Like you don't got to buy it today. You can buy it next month. It's going to be there. It's 20. It comes with a, a skin, a skin for a gun, and then like a maybe a Caustic banner or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I paid the Bangalore had a really cool one recently where she's got like a superhero outfit. Mm-hmm. I dropped the 20 on it. It was so cool. It, it was it was tired. I I did it, man. Um, I think that's the more reasonable way to buy stuff because you can also buy Apex packs, but that's I don't think that's worth it. Like because you, like you, you can slowly know. earn them anyway, and it's also like there's no guarantee any of them ten packs is going to be great. Like sometimes it might be like oh guaranteed gold item in one of these, but it's like yeah. So I would recommend if you see like a one of those packs that tells you what's in the pack and you like it do it we all do it oh i think i also bought the gibraltar pack that has like a skin for him and a gun skin and stuff like 40 bucks compared to like what this game should have cost or like could cost if it was like 60 plus other things it's i think it's 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 fine especially the hours i put into the game it's it's fine and so the heirloom stuff you just gotta earn that though dang that's another thing yeah uh heirlooms you gotta earn them uh and i actually got my first uh pack of heirlooms last week <laughs> so we had we've been playing for like maybe eight hours and just no wins just rough matches whatever and i was like man i need something after that long session like i am disappointed so i've gotten in the habit of stockpiling my apex packs like where i don't open them immediately so i was sitting on like maybe 30 something like you know so i was like fuck it i'll start opening some of these i'm I'm sour we had a horrible run the very first apex pack that opened uh, a couple days ago was uh heirloom shards the whole (laughs) pack i was like what uh so yeah i got the um the bangalore heirloom like she's got like a really cool like knife with a gold edge on it like a neon knife whatever and yeah it feels tight when i'm running around with this knife and she's flipping it i'm like this is crazy but uh yeah there's no cheesy way or weird way to get heirlooms uh they're guaranteed somewhere within your first 500 or after you get like 500 packs in general one of them is going to be an heirloom pack and so i've hit the mark whatever but uh 
Yeah, it feels good to have one. There's no straight up paying for it. Yeah, I was conflicted <laughs> though. I almost bought the Rampart heirloom, the the wrench thing, but I was like, nah. I've been grinding with Bangalore. That was my first character. Gotta get it. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um. I I don't know. I I found some time to play Apex this week, and I was thinking about that and you getting it, and I was like, how do I get that? Because I want this hammer. Um. But yeah, yeah. I I lost a terrible game. I think I texted you pissed off about it. Because <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't have a gun. And there was a casket in front of one of those small doors. So uh-huh. I threw some gas, let it, you know, populate, blocked the dude in there, and then crawled in or like slid just past to throw another little bomb in there. And so he died. And so now I'm trying to get in there and get a gun. I revive my character. Mind you, we have a lifeline on our team doing God knows what. <laughs> Vibing. Sprints past us as I just get gunned down. Still don't have no gun. Sprint passes past both of us and goes do a one-on-one as lifeline (laughs) (laughs) i was like what are you doing man yeah realizing people's (laughs) priorities when you're playing with a random is just like you just never know what you're gonna get you just never know yeah i mean yeah uh, that that's it we don't have to get into it (laughs) (laughs) it's tough man it's tough um yeah i was feeling tight but anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I've tapped into, uh, what is this damn game called? God of War. Yeah, let's uh, let's hear your thoughts. This shit is hard, but I said, what did I say? Something ridiculous on here. I said, it's like the chick you have a blast with, but text back slow as fuck to Link. Yeah, I wanted your further. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, what was, in, what was he getting at? And I've noticed in podcasting that but when I get busy, I don't like anything. But it's fun as hell. But I think one thing that pisses me off is that I am somewhat of a completionist. Mm. And I and, and so, all right, I got 45 minutes to game today. It's just not the game. So I was like, all right, I probably should do Apex until, like, November. Um, But, yeah, the com- my completionist side is just, like, really not vibing with, like, all the different ways to win stuff. I feel like my Kratos is weak as hell because I don't really get how I'm supposed to get shit. So I think there's mm-hmm. also this sense of I don't have enough shit to build my person up because I just mm-hmm. like, I'm like, wait, did I spend this on the wrong thing? They're telling me I need, what is it, Redic? Re- Relic? Or like. It's the. Like some, so, it's like, okay. Like the there's magic a... type stones. Oh, like the runic stones or whatever? Runic. Yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you need runic stones, and I don't have runic shit. Like, what am I, what the fuck am I doing? So. It feels like a lot, but it's like, um, so the way I can describe it is like, the, when you understand how to move and what the axe can, what the axe, the arrows, and your slightly limited mobility can do, you understand how to get everything that's around. Because. At the end of the day, Kratos can use the axe to freeze things, to knock off um, those like little barrels. The stuff. barrels you can throw them at the Odin's ravens. A lot of your traversal is based on what you can throw, what little you can climb, where you can park—not park, but like dock the boat. Um, so once you realize, oh, if I look up, I'm starting to see some stuff that he can interact with. 
or if I grab this thing, the this broken crystal, I can walk it over here. Atreus can shoot it, and then we can go back to where we were. Like you just have to understand how to move. Then you start finding the weird shit that unlocks uh, the gate you couldn't get to before, and whatever. That's all it is. And then once you go in the menu, you're like, I bet. So we fought. 30 droggers right and now we have like 5,000 xp xp will make atreus arrow stronger and it'll give me a new move for kratos that's what xp does xp is from fighting i'll never be you'll never struggle for xp as long as you're fighting stuff or like going to like the little side areas to fight so xp yeah. is just gonna help you with fighting but as far as like your clothes and shit all that gets better from a little bit of money and a little bit of those weird resources that are just out like under dead bodies or like in yeah like when you find them weird little resources that'll help you buy better uniforms cre- like craft better uniforms or upgrade the uniform you already got whatever 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 um so if you focus on xp like learning new moves and then uh upgrade the clothes you already have i feel like those are two easy ways to like get a little stronger without like feeling like you need to finish every puzzle and find every single thing if you upgrade stuff and then just fight a lot of people <laughs> and then upgrade the moves make a trace arrow shoot faster and stronger get kratos to uh do like hold moves like when you hold r1 versus just tapping it like learn those moves and it'll mm-hmm. you'll feel like yeah, a stronger was, fighter as you go i was buying moves and i was like wait should i not no buy that shit up buy that shit up because even before the final battle i maxed out everything for both of them like i was Mm. yeah xp buy that shit up because you can't use it for anything else because when i was in that uh okay so that was a thing i was like i'm gonna need to watch a youtube video about this because when i was in the little river you know where that Mm -hmm. like snake thing is i was getting my ass stomped by two dudes and i'm like maybe i need to come back and fight them you probably grabbed one of those world portals huh like the it was like before stick, I was in the world portal. You know those like little like portals that are like randomly you can Kratos sticks his hand oh, in yeah, it and sometimes yeah, yeah. enemies pop out. Mm-hmm. Nah, those are some of those are for later. Like they like stomp <laughs> you out in two hits. Yeah, and that shit is frustrating as hell. And I'm like, like you can I'm... kill them with some patience and whatever. But nah, that shit is. Mm-mm. Yeah, I was like, maybe I'm not supposed to be doing this now. <laughs> yeah, nah. And then I was like, well, damn, am I not upgrading right? Like. Do you have your menu sets where you can see everything? Like you can see enemy health bars and their levels and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, because there's a way to turn that off for people who want like a more immersive experience. And when I played the game like that at first, I was getting my ass kicked because you don't see their health bars, your health bar. There's no arrow telling you somebody's behind you. It's supposed to just feel like you're in there, which it oh, does. Oh yeah, no, that shit's on there. No, that, nope. So you you picked a hundred percent pure experience. When I first played the game years ago, just okay, to try got it, got it, got it, that got shit it, was yeah. ass. Like it's too difficult because <laughs> you get surrounded by them little like eyeballs on a stick. You be getting yeah. surrounded. Nah, you be getting surrounded. They're shooting shit at you. Nah, nah, nah. And the trailers be getting his ass kicked. <laughs> and it's like, hey, I'm pressing square for him to shoot arrow. He's on the ground. I can't yet. I'm like, damn it, <laughs> shoot the arrow. Do I ever have to worry about his health later in the game? Or there's occasionally where he'll get. No, there's okay. a couple moments where he'll get, like, grabbed, and you'll have mm-hmm. to, like, free him from an enemy, but he's never, like, give me a healing stone, Dad. Like, it's, nah, yeah. it's not that okay. type of management. So I was like, ah, I hope I don't have to. Nah, it's not like that. <laughs> okay, good. Um, cool. I think I think me playing 
this is my last point on like combat before I talk a little bit about the story itself. Um, I think playing Last of Us kind of made me better better at this because mm-hmm. transitioning from being like a human and resource management to literally being a god and like I got this axe, this indestructible axe. I don't have to manage how many times I hit somebody with it. I'm freezing people. I got a partner who's shooting, who's summoning lions to attack things and like I can dodge, I can slide, I can like yeah, this is way better than oh shit, shotgun. Oh shit, Ellie's arm's about to fall off. Oh shit, Dina, <laughs> Dina needs help like now we're gods and we we kicking ass. Like I don't know, I feel like I was a really really good fighter this time around. Because the first time I was playing it, I was like, I don't know if I was intimidated or just slow or my reactions were bad, but I was kicking ass. Like, that's what I was. I, I beat the game already, like, in two weeks. Like, I just feel like I was a badass. And I'm not, like, having to hide behind shit and throw smoke cans and make sweet escapes. But Kratos is like, all right, I might have to run back a little bit and heal and, like, let Atreus go crazy for a second and, like, reassess how I fight this person. But for the most part, I'm kicking ass. And uh, I killed two Valkyries, too. There's like five more to kill and they're difficult, but like my first run at God of War, I, I was getting my ass kicked by all the Valkyries, but this time I, I've killed two so far. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can hang. I can do this. Um, so I think there's a way to... Road afterwards? Yeah. And okay. they even show you where the other Valkyries are. I've been to like six of their caves. I didn't fight six of them. I didn't even try. I think I tried to fight three of them. I found six of the caves, but they just, hey, here's where the Valkyries are. Here's where the, some of the side missions you didn't finish are. Have a blast. Um, and I think they set up that way on purpose because some of the early places you go to, you can't even interact with all the doors until you get certain things later. So I like that they set that up because I was rolling credits and Atreus was still like, we still got stuff to do, Dad. What do you want? Uh, he's like, what do you want to do next? And he's like, that's up to you. I was like, damn, this is crazy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll talk more thematically, though, for people that like already played this and don't they you agree the combat's fire or whatever but uh story-wise for maybe a few people that don't know uh this game is about kratos who at one point became the god of war in uh the greek myth greek mythological world he was a spartan soldier he made a bad deal with uh athena and uh what's zeus to where he would get to be one of the strongest warriors ever at a cost and the cost was he just didn't know what the fuck he was doing because he he like blacked out and was killing so many people that he was killing innocent people and then he ended up killing his daughter and wife Mm. like just not knowing what he was doing and um that's why he's got red tattoos on him and his skin is white because the ashes of his daughter and wife are on his body like he's forever tied to like being this uh killing machine like that's why his skin is like literally white because it's their ashes um and so, yeah, um, the first three games of God of War is him dealing with um, the fact that he feels like the gods caused his life to fall apart. And he wanted to get back at them. And he does. Over the course of all those years, he kills the actual God of War, um, Ares. He becomes the God of War. Ares come back, send his ass to hell. Uh, Kratos literally fights out of the Greek version of hell. All this stuff, whatever. And then at the end of God of War 2... He recruits the, um, what are those giants called? I don't know. He recruits the Titans. The Titans, yes. He recruits the Mm -hmm. Titans to go kick uh, Zeus's ass. And that's where number (laughs) two ends. 
And then number three, um, Poseidon tries to stop you and the Titans. Like, hey, y'all got to get the fuck out of here. Y'all don't belong here. And so y'all, y'all kick Poseidon's ass. You kill Hermes with his own. You take off his shoes and you put them on your feet. And now you can run fast like Hermes. You fight another son of Zeus, um, also known as Hercules. You kick his ass. You just start kicking God's asses. You get up to Zeus. <laughs> oh, and why, and why are you kicking their asses? Like, when you kill Poseidon, he's the god of water. All the water in in Greece, like floods, there's just floods and storms and shit. So like, as you're killing gods, you're fucking up the things that they were in charge of. And Kratos don't care. Cause like his life's already been ruined. Um, he ends up getting to Zeus, kills Zeus. And so like the whole like idea of Greece is nothing. Like he turns everything into dust. There's nothing. So he literally just wanders and that's how God of War three ends. And so this game, God of War 2018, picks up off of a dude from the greek world who killed and destroyed everything he knows wanders off into um the norse mythological world and he's out there you know vinland saga it up making his own version of this shit and so all kratos wants to do is like live a normal life which for the most part he did uh he had a son uh his uh wife passes away and so the story of this game is about him and his son trying to take her ashes up to the highest point um, in the land of the giants, Jotunheim. And her last wish was to have her ashes spread at the highest peak of the mountain. So Kratos and Atreus, his son, they set out to go spread her ashes out um, in Jotunheim. And then Kratos' mere presence in this world, the Norse gods are like, some ain't right. He smells different. We can smell him all the way from from <laughs> from Valhalla. Like who who is this? And uh, some godlike people who know that there's like other realms and other worlds outside of this Norse gods. They kind of know what he is and that he killed every single Greek god. And like, nah, we got to get him the fuck out of here. And then he's like, hey, look, I don't want no trouble. And they're like, that's not up to you. So that's what this game is all about. Is <laughs> Him trying to just raise his son not to be a monster while also not telling him what he is and that his son is a part God and them trying to just spread this lady's ashes and go back home and catch fish. But nah, <laughs> Thor, Odin, all they are not having it. So they pull up on him and he does what he has to do to survive. So this is some John Wick type shit, low key. Yeah. Yeah. Because Kratos is just minding his fucking business. Like, hey, I'm out the game. I'm good. Like, I ain't trying to do all this. And everybody just crosses him. And uh, I think what the game does beautifully is do those father-son moments of, like, Kratos still, like, teaching Atreus about humility and respect and how to survive and be a hunter and, like, understand death and um, respect and all these things in the guise of them literally running from gods who have beef with them. <laughs> in these terms for no reason they didn't do anything yeah. and yeah so i think because I mean, there's like <laughs> typical parenting moments but it, coming from kratos is like mouth like atreus is like they're in these like caverns of where like ancient warriors died and kratos is just opening chests and grabbing stuff he needs he's like and atreus is like should we be touching that he's like we do as we please like yeah going from that to like uh atreus was being rude to one of the characters you meet later and uh kratos is like hey we don't need to make an enemy out of him he's like but we're strong and he's not he's like that doesn't mean we have to disrespect him at all 
And so, like, that's not the Kratos you knew from any of those God of War <laughs> games. Like, teaching this little 10-year-old kid not to touch everything around him, respecting people, like, death is a part of life. Like, he's teaching shit that, like, nobody stopped to teach him. All he was was a warrior. So, I, I mean, that's the best thing you get out of this game. And every single scene tackles those kind of things well. And um, I don't know what you've noticed story-wise compared to last of us moments that maybe have like caught you off guard or you appreciate the, like the cinematic styles of some things or so yeah so far the story is just moving i mean i haven't gotten that far right now i, I think i just told you where i was uh i don't know oh oh Did, has yeah. somebody come to your house yet yeah no because that should have been pretty okay okay yeah, yeah, yeah. no I'm, I'm uh old girl the little witch she just got Freya? Ta- yeah she just got taken away Cause she went like that. I think the little spell or wherever. Oh, she got sucked through the portal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like the way they tell you more about the story. Cause like, as you're just in the boat vibing, you start to piece together some of the Norse mythology, which is again, part of why records of Ragnarok was not working. Cause yeah. I'm getting some of this mythology, like in these still frames, but in God of war, I'm like in this boat that the world serpent is blinking at me. And there's like all this cool shit going on. And, Atreus is like, oh, Freya's a witch, huh? This is da 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 da. Like later, you start to figure out, like, where she comes from and who she used to be with, and all this kind of stuff. And like, while you're on the boat, uh, you don't have to like stop and read stuff all the time. Like they straight up tell you. I'm like, compared to Last of Us, getting these this story bits from like someone actually speaking, and it feels natural because it's like in between you going places. That feels like a journey. Like, I'm getting all yeah. these stories while, yeah, not just reading torn up pieces of paper that were left in, like, people's drawers <laughs> and stuff over and yeah. over and over, you know? So, I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we can talk more as um as you get further because I have a whole lot of points, but some of them are kind of based in what happens in the story. Um, did you ever play any God of War, though, like, before the other three? Mm-mm, this is the first. Okay. Because um, remember, we had that conversation about uh, what game do you wish you would have played, and we got uh, ah, yeah, replayability. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. I would have gotten it, but <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to beat it, and then what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait till yeah, next yeah. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, I think, uh, I think what also surprises me is how, like, the combat still has that like childlike arcadey feeling God of, from God of Warriors one to three, because like you were a fucking badass in those first games. Like he was just, I mean, you've seen his original weapon before the mm-hmm. the chains, the, yeah, mm-hmm. the blades of chaos. I mean, you're doing spins and like ripping people in half and doing some sub zero type of get over here type shit and cutting people up. And this game, even though it has like a one view like over Kratos' shoulder and like. He's using a whole different weapon. It still does the arcadey, like, I feel like nobody can stop me, but you still have to think a lot. Like, I feel like it balances those two, like, PS2-style combat, thinking about Atreus, kind of, but not forcing that to be, like, the main thing of you have to worry about both of them. Like, it's, yeah, I think it just balances arcadey fighting with, like, thinking. So, yeah, really, really, really enjoyed my run-through, and, I'm probably going to come back and beat the the other Valkyries just to see what happens. Like, I don't have to, but there's something for me to do, even though I rolled credits. Um, and I kind of want to know more about the, I don't know the Norse gods at all. And they're giving us little stories and details about some of the giants and 
all that stuff and I, i'm like yeah I ca- even if i just youtube it like i still want to know more so i think the game succeeded in that way since you beat it i'm probably i'm a, i'm obviously gonna play it but i think i'm gonna cop iki Island and probably get at some attention <laughs> yeah okay um mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it took like two or three sessions where I just was like up to like five. It's only two or three. It's actually a sort of game that you think as long as you just keep because they kind of push you along like where you need to go. Like it's not super open world. Like they kind of yeah. push you along. But uh, yeah, it, it's shorter than you think. Mm. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, what else we got going on this week? I kind of use this section to write down all like my culture related stuff. Um, oh, I guess I did play one other game. I downloaded Psychonauts 1 uh, from mm-hmm. the PS2. That was a, one of those, like, I wish I didn't miss it kind of games, uh, but it was $3. So my 10-year-old self is very happy that I'm <laughs> finally coming to get the experiences in some form. But uh, since Psychonauts 2 just dropped, I'm like, let me play the first one and see if I was right to have missed it as a kid and if the popularity is warranted. And I think I played, like, 30 minutes, and I'm already in love with it. Mm. Like, it's... It's a game I would have. Remember this game? I would have loved this fucking game. Like I'm even more sad that I missed it, but I'm happy to be here. Um, it. Uh, did you ever play it? I was just thinking. I was like, my gaming was pretty limited back then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. It just seems like one of those games I would have really loved because it's a platformer through and through. Like you're jumping and simple attacks and. There's like crevices and nooks and crannies you can find little collectibles in. Like it's through and through a platformer, but like it just starts off as like so emotionally interesting or like conceptually. I'm like, this is a show I would watch, like either a cartoon or an anime. Like this should be a show. Like, this is really interesting. Uh, so there are these like psychonauts, and there, there's three of them. They have like a camp in the summer for kids who have like psychic abilities, and they're just kind of like giving the kids the rundown of what's going to go on at camp and like. They're like, oh, you know, this is still the best place you could be to learn your to ma- master your powers, even though maybe some people died a couple years ago. Maybe <laughs> like it's like tonally just like hilarious. I'm like, you know, what? as a kid, I wouldn't have found this as funny as I do now. Like, this is hilarious. Um, and so the main character, Raz, he like he wasn't invited to the camp. And so he like falls out of a tree while he's listening to like the whole like spiel from the intro and everyone's like oh shit there's a monster in the forest ah! like because he fell out the tree when they were just talking about like this is a safe camp even though there's some shit in the woods we don't know about and like he fell out of the tree and all that and uh he's like i'm rasputin but people call me raz and it's the voice actor who does a uh, billy's voice from billy and mandy Got and it. i'm like yes this is <laughs> this is right up my alley like this is so funny already um yeah, I, I literally played for like 30 minutes. I, I haven't done shit, but uh, I was like, yeah, I love this. Like this, because in the first little area, you're like, if you were good at jumping around, you can kind of figure out how to get, oh, I can get on that tree and get that little collectible. And like, I'm already getting a bunch of shit because this is a PS2 game from early. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm about to beat the hell out this game. But uh, no, thematically, it's great. The comedy's good. And like, there's this weird little kid named uh, one of the other kids. The, they eventually let Raz join the camp, even though they're like, oh, we're about to call your parents. You're not supposed to be here or whatever. But uh, one of the teachers is like, he's not supposed to be here, but he's got some pretty strong psychic powers, low key. Because uh, they try to like get in his mind and they're like, he could, he, he like blocked it out, I guess. Hmm. Um, and so they're like, he's kind of talented. We probably should keep him, but let's, you know, think about it. Um, 
So Raz starts to meet some of the other kids, and there's one little fat kid, like it was like literal blue skin. He's just chubby, and he's got like a real, real, real dorky voice like this. And uh, I guess he like <laughs> at some point he like had the ability to like literally like like make people like explode. So they're yeah. like like he's like super dangerous, and they're like. <laughs> I'm like, this kid don't belong. Like, he needs to be in, like, a solitary confinement. Like, he's actually mad dangerous, but he's, like, the goofiest of all the kids. And so, like, he'll be, like, talking to himself, like, whatever. And then there's one little, like, scene that you could have skipped, like, if you just walked past him. But if you talk to him, he uh, he's, like, talking to some squirrels. He's like, no, no, I don't want to kill them all. Leave me alone. You guys are such a jerk. <laughs> he's, like, talking to the squirrels. And then, like, after that, like, I think he makes the squirrels explode on accident. And, like, I'm like, wait a minute. This shit's getting kind of dark. And I've only been on here for, like, five seconds. Like, hold on. Something wrong with this kid. And It's kind of sound like Cronkers a little bit. Uh, what, What's that? Cronkers? The little teddy bear? Conker? The the squirrel or whatever? Oh, yeah, the squirrel? With the, with the gun? Yeah. That's like on, on Xbox, right? Mm-mm. I mean, so, maybe uh, the second iteration. I know a little bit of Conquer. I never played it, but I've watched YouTube videos and stuff. But, like, he was kind of a raunchy. Yeah. Like, he was just raunchy and, yeah. But, like, this game is, like, it's definitely rated E. Like, he's, okay, no one's cussing. Yeah, no one's cussing or nothing. But, like, the comedy just, like, I'm catching all the things that I probably wouldn't. Like, Would have missed. Yeah, I'm like, this is low-key the perfect time to play this. So, I'm hoping that Psychonauts 2 just, like, continues on this formula. Because, like, for what little i played, I'm like, this is great. This aged so well, even though it's ugly. Like it looks like shit. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm I'm having a blast. I think they like upres it a little bit because it was released on PS4 technically a few years ago. Mm. Um, but uh, mechanically, it handles fine. I love the world and the comedy's great. I like Raz a lot. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna burn through this and eventually get to uh, playing number two because that just recently dropped. So I can only imagine it's as fun. So yeah. Then the only other stuff I have is like show like Marvel related shows and then um a couple movies I've watched. So uh if we're done on games, this is low key a pod, but we could consider this like the fifth quarter and just talk about some of these these movies and stuff. It's up to you. Um, I've kind of I've kind of covered all the main content. Let's let's hold it cuz I am going to try to get a cuz I hold on. Correct me if I'm wrong. Marvel stuff is not on where Star Wars is, or is it? Uh, it is. Okay. You yeah yeah you low key the what if episodes, and I also watched Black Widow yesterday. That's on yeah all Disney Plus is all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, let's hold it because I'm I'm getting it today, and so I want to cool. tune in and I I want to okay. be able to comment on some of that all right so uh yeah just i guess this is a preview for next week then um we'll talk a little bit about the low-key show some of the marvels what if episodes uh and then maybe black widow if uh we get to that but uh yeah cool yeah man as always thanks for listening um you know we'll be back bi-weekly with it and uh yeah share the blurs peace